Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel in Sukkah. We're down to the 14th line. Va'omar Rav Chista, a little bit below the Tosis Marirta. Va'omar Rav Chista, Maravina Barshila. Now this, the next piece is really about Pesach, but it's brought down because the piece yesterday was Omar Rav Chista, Maravina, talking about the Dukranim, the forked uh, pieces that uh, even though you bind them together, you bind the different branches together, but since it's joined naturally, that's not considered an egg. that's not considered a, a uh, binding or a, uh, a bundle that we prohibited in the Mishnah because of Xerah that you might come to uh, uh, make your sukkah in a regular hut that had bundles on it that were left for drying, it's not a kosher sukkah. So we bring down this other member of Chisim Ravina, Barshila, Hani He says, "Listen, these bitter herbs of the of the swamp, uh, bitter herbs in the marsh or the swamp, You can your yotze on Pesach using those kind of um, of herbs. That's good for maror. And as yotze maror, the chiyuf they have maror on leila seder. Your yotze with the kind of maror that's found in the in the marsh in the in the uh, in the swamp. Meisvei, how can that be good?" You're only supposed to use regular mar, not swamp mar, as we found. Pesukas ve'ezov. When they say you talk, you take a, a bunch of hyssop, both at, in Pesach and also by the Mitzorah, Ezov, below Ezov Yavan. It's got to be regular hyssop, not Greek hyssop, below Ezov Kuchli, not blue hyssop, below Ezov Midvari, not wild hyssop, below Ezov Romi, not Roman hyssop, below Ezov Sheish Lashem. Any Ezov that's got any kind of hyssop that's got a proper name to it. That means that it's not regular hyssop. It's a special kind of a hyssop. So you can't use that kind. Azov means plain. So here too, in the top, Pusik says maror, you should use only regular maror, not maror of the swamp. So two answers give the gemara. If it had different names before Matan Torah, there was originally different kinds of names. There was Greek, the Greek hyssop, uh, this hyssop, that hyssop, wild hyssop. Obasa Torah beat eleven. The Torah said, "No, rest regular hyssop because it says Azov. It didn't say Azov Yivani, Azov uh, Roman, Azov uh, of the Marsh, Azov of this, Azov of that." So we know that had a particular name, and Hashem was Machbed. Hashem was particular when He told us use regular hyssop. He was only regular one. We don't want the one that has a proper name. So therefore, but over here in the case of the Maror. There was no special name to it before Matan Torah and the Torah now came along and said, use this Mara. There was no special name. So any Mara is okay. Mara Dagam is also okay. In other words, if there were originally different kind brands of Mara and the Torah said, no, just use regular plain Mara. So that would be, that, that would be fine. But over here, there weren't other kinds before. There was all the same kind of mar. There was no special names. No, it wasn't like the case of Azov, of hyssop, that had different kinds of names. Wild hyssop, garden hyssop, Roman hyssop, etc., etc. And the Torah says, just use regular hyssop. But over here, it didn't have that. And therefore, and therefore any kind of mar is okay. That's one answer. Rabbah gives a more simpler, a more Pashan answer. Amar hanimirita stamashmayom. Even though you just called it um, uh, hyssop, uh, uh, you called it uh, rather mar or herbs of the swamp, they're really, it's really plain, it's really plain uh, herbs, plain herbs, plain bitter herbs. 
Hani Mirta Stamashmai. It has no, no special name. Hydrocarbon Mirta, the reason you call it the herbs of the swamp is Mishmashkachma because they found in the swamp. But it's not a special kind, it's not a different species that there's regular bitter herbs or uh, lettuce or whatever you want to call it, and then there's Roman lettuce, like we have lettuce, we have lettuce, Roman lettuce, we have different brands, right? But in the Torah, the Torah didn't, uh, didn't have different kinds before. The Torah says bitter herbs, any bitter herbs are okay. And that's what the first answer. The second answer is, even the herbs of the swamp, they're not, that's not the name swamp, swampian herbs, it's just regular herbs, but they're found in the swamp, so people call them herbs from the swamp. Okay, so that answers the part that this business about Pesach, the Rav Chista, Ravina, Barshila brought up. We'll talk about another in your Pesach and Amid Beis. Am Rav Chista. So Rav Chista repeats the same thing we had before in Rav Gil Marav, that if you bind something to itself, meaning you have a tree with different branches sticking out, and it's really all connected naturally, if you tie them together, that's not considered a bundle that's prohibited by the rabbis to use as a, for a sukkah on Pesach, uh, on, on sukkahs rather. You can't, the, the, the rabbis prohibited using bundles, but this is not a bundle. If you bundled it to itself, you tied it to itself, that's not an egg. Even though there were different branches sticking out, but it was all one piece, basically, one natural piece, that's not called a bundle. If you bundled, th- if you took three pieces and bundled them together, that's, that's a bundle. What about two? Is two considered a bundle? doesn't really look like a bundle. It's just two pieces, but is it a bundle? That's a machlokes. We have machlokes where that's a bundle. Where do we get this? From the Tanan, mitzvahs Azov. What's the mitzvah of Azov that we're talking about? Either we're talking about the mitzvah of Azov by the Mitzorah or the mitzvah by Pesach, the Azov, which was only something that happened once, right? But um, uh, the mitzvah that he's talking about here. Uh, it's Gemara and Shabbos. It's not clear. I'm not sure what he, if he's talking about uh, the mitzvahs of by by Mitzora, or maybe it's talking about the mitzvahs of by uh, T.S. Mitzrayim. But in any case, pr- presumably talking about the mitzvah of Mitzora because what was was right. The question is how you do it now. That would be by Mitzora. Then how mitzvahs of how do you take the hyssop? Shalosha kloch, and you have to take three stalks. Each stalk has at least one bud. In other words, you have to take three together. Three constitutes uh, a, it says, you got to take a bundle, right? Agudas Ezov. And so that's a bundle is three. That's a part, that's Parshim Shatter Rabbanan, sir. Yosiomer Mitzvah Ezov Shlosha. The Mitzvah Lechatchil is three. Three Gavon, three buds. Bishyarv Shnaim. But the truth is, once you start using it and you, you know, you, you, um, you, you use it, it's, the pieces break and they fall off and they get diminished. So if the remnants is two, that's also good enough. In other words, you have to start off with three, but if you end up with two, that's also okay. But each of the three that you started off with, remnants is two, and even of the two, presumably, kolshu, the stump, as long as any, any part of the stump remains, that's good enough. In other words, it doesn't have to have a special shear. Uh, when you sprinkle with it many times, so it starts to fall apart. So uh, as long as each one, as long as there's at least a little bit of a stump, that's good enough. So we say, what do you say? The Rabbanans say you need three, uh, three stalks. And Rabbi Yossi says the mitzvahs are three, but if two remain, that's good enough. And as long as, this, as long as each thing that remains has a little bit of a stump. We assume here that since Rabbi Yossi says the mitzvah is three, but... If it remains two, that's good enough. It's mashma that he holds that all you really need is two. Even at the beginning, if two is, is uh, uh, all you need is two, you don't need three to be ma'akiv. It's not, it's not, um, um, it's not that you're not yotze 
that uh, uh, that it's it's indispensable to have three. Two is also okay. Just three is uh, you know limits. So you should have three. But Rabbi Yossi says since Rabbi Yossi says that if he remains with two, it's mashma that if you started with two, that's also okay. That's what we're assuming now. Omitter of Yossi, Shlosh Lamitzvah, since Rabbi Yossi says three is only Lamitzvah, but really two is also good enough, Mashbul Rabbanan, Shlosh Lakav, that according to Rabbanan, three is indispensable. There's your Machlokas. Is a bundle three, or is it even two? Aye, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. If that's the case, Batanya Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ezov Shetchiloso Shnaim, an Ezov that starts what the, the bundle originally was two, Bashar of Echad, and there's a remaining one, Possel. It's got to be at least three to start with for sure of Shnayim. The remnants could be two, but it's got to start with three. Otherwise, it's not kosher. So here, Rabbi Yossi clearly says that it's indispensable. He must have three. So what's going on? I'll turn it around. The Rabbi When the Rabbanim say uh, you start with three and there's three buds in each of the stalks, that's only the mitzvah. But uh, you're not, not, it's not ma'aka, but we have a fair shabrisa, which Rabbi says that three lechatchil, you have to start with three. You could end off with two, and you have to have at least the stump of each one. But, but, um, but you have to start off lechatchil with three. And maybe when he says that the gardum of kolshu maybe means all three, if he, that's really what he holds, that, that it, all that's left, so it's not clear if he means that all that's left is, uh, you, you can remain with two, but you have to have at least stumps. Not sure if he means the stumps of two or stumps of three, probably just stumps of two. But in any case, Rabbi Yossi says three is the chachil, you can't start off with less than three. So that means a bundle to him is three. According to Rabbanan, a bundle is two is also okay. In other words, three is for a mitzvah, but the Akbar, really all you need is two. Vahatanya, and here's a proof to this, this is Benichusa Ezov, Shetchilos Shnaim Shiarv Echad, Kosher. If it starts with two and ends with one, that's kosher. That would be the sheet of the Rabbanan. Clearly, because Rabbi Yossi said in the Brisa clearly that if you don't have three to start off, it's not kosher. But the Rabbanan say two is also kosher. And then the Brisa goes on to Ain of Echad. It's not possible until the beginning and the end is one, and the remaining is one. How can you say that if it remains with one, it's possible? You just said according to Rabbanan that. Tchilaso shnayim v'shirav echad is kosher. So how could you say shirayim echad is pasul? Ella and I'm a base. Ella ema achei tchilaso kishirav. It's only pasul if the beginning is like the remaining. In other words, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi said you need three to start with for sure. If you ended off with two, that's okay. According to Rabbanan, you need two to start and one to finish off. But if you only started with one, the way finishing off is okay. That's no good. It's only pasul when. What do you mean, ain't no puzzle? Unless the beginning is like the end, meaning that it's only one. All right. So that's the machlokas, whether what's considered a bundle is a bundle three or is a bundle two. Everybody agrees, though, one is not a bundle. So if you tie something to itself, the different parts of it to itself, that's okay. Okay, next piece. We're at the top with the second line on Amid Beis down, Yagil on Beis. Hani Isuraisa, the surah. Bundles that were sold in surah. In the town of surah, they sold bundles of uh, reeds, and they sold them there, not uh, for drying out or whatever, but they sold them in that, there because there was, they, they had a certain amount. Let's say there were eight in each bundle. So they sold them by the bundle, not because they had bundles. They sold them because that was the easy way to sell them. You know, it was easier to say, you know, a bundle is eight, let's say. So Hanis Raisa Surah, you can use them for schach, even as bundles. Even though our Mishnah said you can't b- bundle. Can't bundle because we're afraid you might come to use a sukkah that has bundles sitting on top uh, that were just there left to dry and weren't made for, for uh, shade at all. 
But over here, these bundles could be used. Even though they're in bundle, the Ogda means even though they've been bundled, the many the reason they're bundled is simply for counting. So people should know there's eight. Let's say there's eight or there's 15 in every bundle. So that's, they only bundle them for counting purposes. And Rashi points out, and when people buy them, as soon as they buy them, they open them up. They just bought them because I'll take, you know, a bundle, I'll take six bundles. So you know exactly how many you have. And as soon as they buy them, even, to, even if you want to dry them out, Matarag, then people unbundle them right away. In other words, they're not made to, as bundles. People don't store them in bundle form. says Rashley, shame ain't You don't even have to unbundle it. Because the problem with bundles is only because we're afraid you'll use bundles that were left out to dry. But here, people who buy these bundles immediately untie them, and therefore there's no problem with these bundles. That's one halacha. Okay. Amr of Abba, Hanit Srifa de Orvani. Now we're looking now at illustration number 70. Uh, these are uh, cone shaped bundles of, um, of uh, Rashi calls them arabas, which are like willows, but it's any kind of, uh, of brush which is made like this. In other words, they, are, they grow, these things grow, and then they tie them, they tie these bundles in the form that you see in number 70. It looks like a cone where it's tied at the top and it's also interwoven with, uh, with um, tie, some tying material, uh, to, whatever, string or whatever, uh, woven together at the bottom. So he says, If you, if you untie the top, you see the top where it's like a teepee at the top? If you untie the top, Ksheirin. Uh, that's kosher. They're, they're, those are kosher ready for schach. Even you can't use bundles, but if you untie the top of that, that, that those things are used like uh, trappers uh, use those uh, to catch birds and things like that. That they say out there like a little temporary huts that people came out in the field. So if you untie the top, it's already kosher for schach. Even shut Rashi Badan and Shalen. As Rashi Badan means the top, not the top, not there at the top, the top uh, tie. Uh, it's sorry, but it's tied still at the bottom near the grass, as you see there at the bottom there. Amrapapa, the Sharilu. So Rapapa says, okay, it's fine. You have to untie that too, right? You have to untie that. Now he says, Rashi says, the Sharilu, if you untie the bottom, even if it's still interwoven a little bit, but if you untie it, let's say that uh, the, the uh, whatever you want to call that material, that's uh, the whitish material that ties the bottom pieces together, just untie one end. Even if it's still woven, you don't have to take off the, all the weaving inside. If it's untied, that's good enough. Uh, so you, you did untie it. Uh, you know, even if it's tied at the bottom, so, so untie it. You don't, have to, you don't even have to untie the bottom one. Why? Any bundle which you cannot carry in bundle form. In other words, you've seen kids or unprofessional people or non-professionals who don't know how to, to tie a bundle, and as soon as they pick up the bundle, everything falls apart. So he says, any bundle which is not made to be carried, in other words, which once you start carrying, it'll fall apart, lo shmeg, it's not a nugget. So here what's happening is this. If you untie the top in illustration number 70, even if you, even if you left the bottom tie, but if you try to lift them up, and carry them, they'll fall apart because one end is untied and they're just going to come out of there. Uh, all that uh, stuff, the tying at the bottom basically is just like an interwoven that keeps, it, keeps them together in that form. But if you pick them up and the top wasn't tied, it would fall apart anyway and therefore that's not considered a bundle. So we see there are exceptions to the rules of bundles, especially the case of the Saraisa de Sura, which are they're only bundled for counting purposes and when people buy them, they untie them normally. So therefore, even if you left it tied, it would not be considered a bundle that's prohibited. Amrav Abar Mishmul. Now we're going to get back to Pesach a little bit. Amrav Abar Mishmul. You're right. It's a combination of Pesach and Sukkot, right? Amrav Abar Mishmul. 
The vegetables which, which you can be yotze, we mentioned about moror, the vegetables where you could be yotze, your yidichov of eating moror on Pesach, mevian esatuma, they bring tuma. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that um, while these vegetables are very wet, while they're still moist, uh, and they haven't dried yet, they're a proper ohel. In other words, <coughs> they're not makabal tuma. It's not considered a food when they're very, very moist. These kinds of things, I guess, they grow in the swamp or whatever. When they're very, very wet, they're not considered fit for eating yet. Therefore, they're not makabal tuma. And therefore, therefore, they can act as an ohel. For example, if you have a dead body in a house and there's a roof on the house, if the roof <coughs> is made out of this kind of maror or vegetables, whatever, um, <coughs> that's not fit for eating yet, it hasn't been dried out, so that would transmit tuma across the, anything in the room. In other words, because anything that uh, is chotzeitz prevents tuma from going through. Also, uh, it, it prevents tuma from going through, like from going out through the roof. But it also brings tuma to everything in that room. So he says these yurakos, which are very moist, and Rashi says while they're still wet and, and they haven't dried out, they're considered an oel minatora. Therefore, they bring tuma in the house, and they can transmit tumma from one end of the room to the other end. But still, ain't chotzen b'thayatumma. So if normally something which brings tumma, which transmits tumma, and it with underneath it, uh, is a chatzitza from tumma. In other words, anything above that roof would not become tummy. But here he says, ain't chotzen b'thayatumma. The Rabbanan say it's not a chatzitza. Why? Because when it dries out, then it will be f- fit for, uh, for, for consumption. So Rashi says here, while it's still wet, it's a chatzitza min It is a good chatzitza. But it's not makabal tumma. It's not a, it's not a food stuff yet. Because if it would be makabal tumma, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't interpose, it wouldn't interfere, intervene between the tumma if it would be makabal tumma. So he says over here, this, this, uh, this wet uh, vegetable is not makabal tumma. And therefore, and therefore, it's it's because it's not it's not a food stuff yet, and therefore, if it's not makabel tuma, it can transmit tuma underneath it, right? And therefore, it should be a chatzitza. Should it should prevent tuma from going through the roof? But the rabbi said no. The rabbi said that you shouldn't rely on that for a chatzitza of tuma because maybe you'll rely on that when it dries out. And when it dries out, it is more fit for human consumption than it is makabal tumah, and then it wouldn't be chotzeh. So the rabbi said, you shouldn't rely on that for a chatzitza. Uposlam b'sukkah. So that's as far as, we're talking about uh, vegetables that your yotzi yechov on Pesach. Not that we're dealing with Pesach, but he uses the, that as a definition of, of uh, vegetables that your yotzi with on Pesach. Uposlam b'sukkah. Listen to this. And as we said, they're, but they're still vegetables. And when they dry out, therefore, they are not, they're, when they're fit for human consumption, they're makabal tuma. And if they're makabal tuma, we learn you can't use it for schach. Schach has to be something that grows in the ground and is not makabal tuma. And therefore, it passes besukamishum avir. What does it mean, mishum avir? It's as if they're not there. Rashi explains, we're going to talk about this later on in this parak, and we're going to talk about this at length. What is considered pasal schach? Now, you know, we know you can't use uh, metal or it's anything that's makabal tuma, it doesn't grow on the ground, but also how much schach up there, let's say you have mostly is good schach and partially bad schach. We learned before that you go basarov. If it's all mixed together, you go basarov. But what happens if you have a stretch of the schach which is all pasal by itself? It's not mixed up with the other one. 
So we said we're going to talk about this. Anything that's right from a kabbaltum, which is chach pasul, pasuls with a shear of four tfachim. If it's if it extends four tfachim, that's already pasuls. If it's on the side of the sukkah near the wall, then it's up to arba amas because we talk there about. Remember, we talk about the curved wall about uh, about. Uh, um, uh, that it's considered dofen akuma, right? That's a, that's Allah Sinai, because if it's by the wall, up to four amas, we consider part of the wall, even though it's on the roof of the sukkah sashach, but we consider part of what we consider as if the roof is curved. That's 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 as far as on the side, but in the middle, four tfachim is no good. But if it's empty airspace, empty airspace is no good with three tfachim. That's all Allah Sinai. So he says over here, you know what? These kind of vegetables, which are good, which are yotzu with on Pesach, but you know what? Since they could be makabel when they dry out, so when they are lechumra, we say it transmit tuma underneath it when it's still wet and it's not right. It's not right. It's not right for achilas adam. It's not a. It's not considered a. Um, uh, it's not makabel and therefore it transmits tuma underneath it. But midrabanan don't use it as a chatzitz of tuma because when it dries out, it is makabel and if it's makabel it can't be a chatzitza. In addition, because it's makabel tuma, it's a it's a, it's a food. It ruins the sukkah, mishum avir, meaning even if it's only three tfachim. Why? Because it's considered if it's not there. Rashi says, mishum avir, kashir sha'avir possible, the hainu tfachim. Why? Because it's considered as if it's not here. Ela ki avir dainin le lechumra vishloshet. It's considered if it's gone. Right? Why? And the Gemara goes on, my time, since when it dries out, it crumbles and falls apart. Come on, the lesson dummy. In other words, if you have a kind of a vegetable or a fruit which is going to disintegrate, over the Chag, it's like it's not there. So therefore, it's like it's just airspace up there. And airspace ruins the Sukkah, even three Tfachim. Not Pasel Schach. Pasel Schach, if you have metal, it's got to be four Tfachim. This even, is even three Tfachim. Okay, it's as if it's not there. That's another Allah as far as the Sukkah goes, as far as the Schach goes. Now we come to another concept. We're looking now at number 71. Not quite, but almost at 71. Amravuna. Um Ravab, this is Ravaba Um Ravuna. Habotzalagas. Here we come to a concept like this. If you look in number, let's look at number 71 for a moment. There we have, let's say, uh, wheat, wheat growing, and you have the the ear, which is the part of the food, the top part, the greenish part with the fuzz sticking out. And then you have the stem. It's called the yad, the handle. Now, the food can be kabotuma because it's royal it's a food, it's Once it's detached from the ground, of course, when it's when it's it's not makabotuma, but once it's detached, it's makabotuma. What about the stem? Though the stem of a fruit or of grape or any food is considered part of the fruit, and therefore if that became tummy, it can transmit tumma to the fruit itself. As long as the hand it's called a handle. The stem is like a handle because with that you eat, let's say you had a grape and you have the stem of a grape or the stem of some other uh, fruit or vegetable and you're eating it, we're holding on to the stem. The stem is a handle, so therefore it can transmit tumma to the fruit also. In other words, even if the fruit was not makabal tumma, but the stem was, it transmits, however, it transmits tumma to the fruit. However, if, if, if once the fruit is detached and, is, and is, uh, has been uh, made damp or made, uh, had some liquid on it, so it's, it's, it's royal makabal tumma. So, Rav, 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 uh, so here Rav Abba says, I'm Rav Abba, I'm Rav Huna. Let's say you're cutting down grapes to put into the vat. Uh, you know, it's a process to make into wine. Now, when you cut down the grapes, you don't want those stems because that's just going to ruin your wine, right? You don't want those. So, any, so those uh, stems, I call them stems or handles that are attached to the grapes, are not, they don't transmit tumma. 
because they're not considered part of the grape. As long as they're a handle for the grape, then it's considered part of the grape. But if it's no longer, because you don't want them, you don't want those, you don't want those stems, you'd rather not have them. So, the rules of, of Yod, that, that, that it doesn't have a halach of Yod, it's got no handle, it's got no handle to it. That means that, um, to bring you can't transmit tuma to the grape from the from the stem from this uh, the wood the, the woody part of the of the of the grape which is the stem. Okay, that's what Rav Abba Amarav says. Rav Menashe Bargada extends it to seventy one because he's talking about Rav Abba was talking about grapes. Rav Abba extends it even to let's say a grain. Let's say you're cutting down number 71, you cut down those grains to use for schach. Okay, use for schach. Ein lo yados. Also, it's not considered attached. Meaning, when you cut down for schach, what do you want? What do you want to use for schach? The stem. You don't really want the fruit because the fruit's, the, the, the grain is makabotuma, that's a food. You want the stem. So also, the stem is not considered attached to the, to the, uh, to the ear to the part of the, the to the food part of the um, of the grain, it's not considered attached. Why? Because you don't only really want the you don't want the food there. The food is makabel and wouldn't be good schach. You want there to be much more stem, more more, more wood uh, than 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 fruit, and therefore they're not considered attached either. Here Rashi says also ain't a kashin and tuma. The kashin that's the hard part. The, the hard part, the, the stem, does not bring tumah to the food because you don't really want them to be attached. You don't want food on your on the schach. If you have too much food, that's going to ruin the schach. It's puzzle for schach. So, so Rabbi Menashe here extends, he goes further than not just the grape, even the case of, of a grain. Okay, so that's what Rabbi Menashe says. And let's, now, if you say, if you talk about, if you hold of number 71, Kolshkein Botzer, certainly he would agree in the case of the grape, because you don't want the stems of the grapes in the wine vat, because they'll just absorb your wine. You certainly, anybody making wine does not want any twigs or, or uh, stems of grapes in their wine vat. Mandom or but the one who says Botzer, that in Botzer it's not attached, ain't lo yados, avokotzer yesh lo yados, right? But maybe even in the case of, of uh, when you're cutting down grain, maybe you don't mind if they're attached. Why? Because you'd, you'd rather have them attached. If you just take the stems in number 71 and use that for schach, they might blow away. But actually the fruit at the, at the top part, the grain part, the, part, the, the edible part, uh, you, you don't mind if it's attached as long as it's not mostly edible, because if it's mostly edible, then schach is puzzle. But if it's mostly stems and some wood, etc., you're happy with that because otherwise the stems might blow away. In other words, the, the top part, the grain part, gives it some, uh, some solidity, you know, some, some substance, some, uh, uh, it's got you know, some bulk to it. That's the word. It got some bulk to it so they won't fly away. So therefore, the one who says grapes, yeah, grapes, the stems are not considered part of the grape. But in the case of the grains, maybe it would be. Okay, so we have this machlokas here between Rav Abba and Rav Menashe. Okay, let's say Rav Menashe's rule about the grain. Everybody agrees, let's say, with the grape, right? If you hold to the grain, you certainly hold to the grape. But the question is, Rav Menashe is everyone machlokas tanon. Why? The Tanya, listen to this. Let's say you have fig branches. Branches, the wood of a fig tree. Uh, you got some figs there. Parchilin, ubehentenavim. You have vine twigs with the grapes hanging on there, on the on the branches. Kashin, ubehentshibolim. You have also straw or uh, with with uh, with ears of corn attached to them, right? Like in number seventy-one. 
Machavdos um, Tamar, you have uh, palm branches with uh, with dates, dates uh, hanging on to them. All these things have fruits on. Kulan, in all these cases, imsolus merubal ochlin. If there's more refuse or non-edible part more than the food, then sheru that it's kosher for schach imlav sula. But if there's if there's not, if you have uh, let's say even an equal amount of edible and non-edible, it's possible for schach. That's the opinion of Rabbonim. Acheir mom, Acheir is usually Rab Meir. Rab Meir says, Achiu kashin meruben ala yodos v'ala ochlem. Now he separates. Before kashin meant the straw or even the stem. Now he's saying, Achiu kashin, until the branches, the kashin here means the branches, more, or, or the stems, but more ala yodos v'ala ochlem. He says you have to have more, more branch then on the fruit and the yad. Now, what does yad mean here? Before we said kashan means yad. Here Rashi tells us, no, that kade is the base yad samach locha, the part right near the, right near the food, right near the food part, because the, uh, that's what we mean. The, the handle, the yad, is the part that, you know, when you eat the food, you hold on to the handle, you hold on to the stem, the, the part of the stem that's right near there. But here you see when Mayer says that you have to have actually a kashan, the, the branch or the straw has to be more than the food than the food part and its handle shows you that he holds that the handle is still considered like a food. And he holds the handle is like a food. Not that the handle is, is not a food. The handle is like the food itself. My isn't it the machlokas here? The marsovayesh lan yados. Right? The cherem says, yeah, that these, for these, even if you cut these things down and you're going to use them for schach, it's still, the handle is still considered like part of the fruit. Uh, because you want it to, you want it, you're happy for it to be attached. And Yeshlan Yados, he would go like Rav Abba, who only said in the case of the boats or Lagas, Enlo Yados. But in the case of Kosar, in the case of number 71, you cut down grain, the handle is considered part of the fruit. And if the handle became tummy, the fruit would become tummy because you're happy to have it together. Marsov Yeshlanus, Umarsov Enlan Yados. But the Tanakhama says, no, 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 we look at all the woody part, uh, the branch and the stem, everything that's not fruit. That's okay. If, if, if all the non-edible part, including the stem, is more than the fruits, then it's okay. So, so therefore, that's what we say, this, this halach of Menashe, maybe it's a smach locus tanam, is the stem of a grain, is that considered a handle and attached to the, to the grain? Of course, it's physically attached, but is it considered part of the grain that if you, if you, if you were matami the stem, the grain would become tummy or not? Isn't that the machlokas here? So the Gemara says, Ravaba vadi tanoi. Ravaba, who said only a grape, only a grape stem is not considered part of the grape, but in the case of the grain, it is considered. So he'll certainly say there's a machlokas here. He'll go like Rav Meir, who says that the stem is is like the uh, is like the food part itself, like the food stuff itself. So Ravaba will certainly say he'll go like Rav Meir, not like the Chacham. But Rav Menashe bar Gad, Rav Menashe bar Gad, who said in number seventy one that the stem is not considered part of the food. Me lema tanai. Could you have to say quarantine? He can only come out. He can only come out like the rabbanan and not like Reb Meir, because Reb Meir says the stem is considered part of the fruit. Everybody agrees with me that if you cut down grain like in number seventy-one and you cut it down for the schach, the handle is not considered part of the food. Here's what's going on. Here, what happened was you cut it down originally for to eat. You cut it down to eat. Now, when you want to eat it, sure, you want to hold on to it. I mean, we don't normally eat grain that way, but you could, right? You cut it down, you hold on to the handle, and you eat it. You cut it down for free. And then you decide, no, you know, I cut down so much, I'll use it for schach. Uh, so therefore, that's what happened over here. Everybody holds that it's normally not considered food. Over here, that's when you cut it down for schach. What did Rav Nashi say? If you cut it down for schach, the handle is not considered part of the food. Here, you cut it down to eat, and then you change your mind to use it for schach. That's why... That's why Rabmeyer will say over here that uh, it's considered still part of the food. 
Why did the Rabbanim say that it's not part of the food? The Rabbanim say as long as more wood and stem is more than the fruits, it's okay for schach. But if you cut it down for food, why did the Rabbanim say that it's not considered part of the food? Maybe you'll say the Rabbanim say, Kiva, since you changed your mind, once you change your mind and you turned it, instead of eating it, you're going to use it for schach, so your machshava is bottle. In other words, your, your intention has is, is, is been annulled. Your original intention to eat is bottle. Umi batle machshava, vachi, is your machshava annulled just by thinking about it? But tonight we learn when it comes to things which are makabal tumah, when it comes to vessels, as soon as I think I'm, I'm working with some hide, and as soon as I say, you know, I'm going to use this for a tablecloth. I'm going to, okay, I'm, I'm using it for a tablecloth. It's already makabotum, it's considered a tablecloth. Right? And now if I want to change it, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to process it further and turn it into a pair of sandals or shoes, and, and therefore it's not finished yet, it's still makabotuma. Because yardinoidatum doesn't mean it became tummy. It, 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 it becomes susceptible to tumma as soon as my machshav is that I'm done with it. But he can't change it. You can't take it away from its susceptibility for Tomah, unless you do a real action. You just can't change your mind. So over here, when he thought about he's going to eat it originally and he took it for food, now he's going to change his mind. He's going to use it for schach. That alone doesn't do it. You've got to change something. Shamaisa motzi, or the gear says, Shamaisa mavatl, maisa. If you do a maisa, that can mavatl. If I start cutting it, ripping it apart, and cutting it into shoes or whatever, okay, fine. Now it's no longer susceptible. Now it's in the process of being made into shoes. It's no longer a tablecloth. Right? So if I do a maisa motzi, that excludes mavatl. Maisa miyad, machsham, also certainly can be mavatl, an intention. Machshava, but just machshava, ain't motzi, lo miyad maisa, just having a machshava doesn't change anything. So just because I change my mind, Originally, I said it's for food. Now I change it. I'm going to use it for It doesn't change it out of its susceptibility, and it should still be makabel tuma. What do you bring me a proof from Kalim from turning a, a hide into tablecloths and shoes? You're talking about Kalim over there, vessels. Those are chashivi. They're there. Once you have machshava, that it's what's one item, you can't change it into another one without uh, actual ma'isa. Avoyados to but but handles which are just for food, just for handle of food. Machshava, these are simple, it's just a food, it's not a real kli. Machshava, machshava nasa, machshava salka. You could turn it in, uh, a machshava can make something and a machshava can unmake something. Can, you, can, you can remove it also just by a machshava, like over here where he changed his mind from food into a sukkah. But time we learn, kol ochen shabasan, all these handles of food, these stems of food that were threshed in the garden in the granary, tahoros, as soon as you thresh them, they're tar. If you say that threshing means you just untie them, in other words, you show that you're planning on threshing them. So your machshav alone, shopper, that's good enough. That's matarit because I showed I just just by untying them, even though that's not a mice on the items themselves. I untied them. I showed that I'm planning on threshing them. Okay, so you're right. So machshav here. So that's a difference. That would work. By a kli, you actually have to do something. But by a food, is an intention alone can undo an, a, a previous intention. Elamandam or my basan basan namish, but it means threshing. So here, when you threshed it, okay, you have to thresh it. Then you change it. Michael and what are you going to say there? You have to actually do a maisa. So it's hachanamish basan namish. Over here also, he says, you know what he's talking about over here? Originally, I cut it down for food. And then I threshed it before, when I changed my mind, in order to use it for a sukkah, I actually threshed it. I did a maisa, so I changed it, and therefore it's not metame anymore. That's what Ramash will explain in, uh, in the Chachamim. That's why it's not metame. If you actually threshed it, so why did the Chachamim say that it's still considered a food? The answer is Dharma Kribyosi. They'll go Kribyosi, the Tanan, Rabyosi Matame. Even in this case over here, when you threshed the Yados, uh, when you threshed it, Rabyosi still says it's Tame. 
Why does Rabbi Yosef say over there, even though you threshed it, it's still Tomei? Because like Rabbi Shimon, since what are you doing? You're threshing these grains. So since when you turn them over with a pitchfork, uh, it, it, it's easier if the handles are still there. In other words, the grain without the handles uh, make, uh, make uh, the pitchfork uh, more productive, right? Because the, the pitchfork will grab onto the whole grain, including the stem. So over here, when you're threshing, Rabbi Yossi says, it's still tummy because you, you're happy to have those handles. The handles attached to the grain makes, makes, uh, uh, makes the uh, pitchfork uh, do better work, right? It makes it more, more uh, improves the work of the pitchfork. But over here, in the case of the sukkah, what do the handles help you? What, what, you know, what do the handles have to do with the fruit? The handles and the fruit don't go together. You're not happy that the handles and the fruit are attached together. So why over here would the Acherim say that you need more wood, uh, more wood than the combination of the stem and the fruit? What does the stem and the fruit have to do with one another anymore? You're not happy that they're attached. That opposite, you don't want the fruit there. Elokh lemai chazi. Chazi, I'll tell you what's good for. Lechisosar, when you take apart the sukkah, lemenkul begalai. It's easier to, when you take apart the sukkah, it's easier to grab onto with this stem, like with the husk, with the straw, the straw part, it's easier to take it apart, and therefore you are happy that they're attached. So that's why we have this machlokus over here between Menashe and, and Rabban. According to Menashe, Menashe still says that he says his ground. He says that in number 71, the handle is no longer considered part of the fruit. And what about the uh, Chayim? The Chayim over there is speaking about a case where you originally had an intention for food and you changed your mind and now you're going to use it for schach. And even though you, even though you, you threshed it, you still want it, you're, still, you're happy with it. That's why the Chayim say that, uh, uh, that in this case, it's still considered a fruit. But, but, he, but Rav Nashi would maintain that if you cut it down originally for schach, cut down originally for schach, uh, then the handle is no longer considered part of the grain because you don't want them attached. Maybe according to the chen, there would still be a machlokas depending on how you understand this Gemara. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mishnah from Gufa, Bezrat Hashem at the same time. Have a good day, everybody.